Good morning, God morning. The greatest privilege God has given us is the freedom to approach him at any time. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. Let's dive in and get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten. This is a daily podcast, and today I'm dedicating the podcast to Raymond. He'll be seeing me in a couple of hours. Now he says he listens, so this will be his test. (laughs) God bless you, Ray, in everything that you are doing And I'm so glad that we are collaborating once again. Let us pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here we come to ask you, God, if you'll renew us too. Forgive the many errors that we made yesterday. And let us try again, dear God to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware we can't make it on our own. So take our hands, hold them tight, for we can't walk alone. Amen. And our favorite song, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores his soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Feeling good this morning. Feeling good. Feeling so good. And I was just thinking, it's so sad that we have enemies, but we do. Because, you know, the devil is an enemy and he's out there and he's floating around. But I love it because defeating him is a victory every day. Hallelujah. Okay, listeners, I'm fired up because today we are going to fast. And what I mean by that is we are going to get into a joyous season of fasting. We're going to fast from judging others. We're going to fast from the emphasis on indifferences. We're going to fast from apparent darkness. We're going to fast from thoughts of illness. We're going to fast from words that pollute We're going to fast from discontentment, anger, pessimism, worry, complaining. We're going to fast from all negatives. We're going to fast from unrelenting pressures. We're going to fast from hostility, 
bitterness, self-concern. We're going to fast from personal anxiety. We're going to fast from discouragement, facts that depress, lethargy, suspicion, thoughts that weaken. We're going to fast from shadows of sorrow. We're going to fast from idle gossip. And we are going to fast from any problems that overwhelm. Amen. Thank you for joining me in this fast. Hallelujah. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, and taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is and not as I would have it. Trusting, Lord, that you will make all things right when I surrender to your will so that I will be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy forever in the next. Oh, yes, listeners. Oh, yes. I am well rested. Watch out, world. I am well rested. Here's a prayer for rest. Dear Father, this world seems to move faster and faster, and I'm trying to keep up. But God, in the whirlwind, instead I get caught up. Like an unbeatable force, it pulls me in. But I know eventually I cannot win. I must learn to rest in your perfect peace. And though God, and through God, sorry, let all endeavors cease. That's right. Just cease for a minute. Oh, that my feet would mimic your pace so your joy would be set upon my face. Help me, Jesus, to slow down as you would. Help me, Lord, to rest as I should. Thank you for loving me just as I am. Thank you that rest is part of your plan. Amen. Listeners, I said a prayer for you today. I prayed that God would lift you up in his hand, comfort you with his love, wipe every tear from your eyes, and strengthen you to face the day. I prayed that God would remind you that you're never alone and can imagine him by your side. Amen. Wishing you an abiding life. Amen. And now, inner harvest. Interesting. Haven't read from this in a while. But it says, I have faith that the sun will rise tomorrow. Without faith, we probably would become, our life would come to a grinding halt. We expect the water to boil. We expect the car to start. We expect our home to be there when we return at night. And we expect people to answer when we say hello. 
Each day I proceed with reasonable confidence that the mechanics of my life will follow their prescribed course. Otherwise, we wouldn't make it out the front door. Well, so much for the mechanics. What about the big questions? Like, will I be able to find a new job if I need one? Is my daughter marrying the right man? Are we as a world headed for a nuclear disaster? I can worry about a multitude of big and little questions and I can become paralyzed with doubt or I can try to ease the doubt and fear with food. But there is another alternative. I can trust that the universe is a friendly place a place where I belong and where I have a role to play. I can have faith that just as the sun will rise, so will I be given what I need each day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. If it's cloudy today, I will have faith that the sun is still there. Amen. Love it, love it. True commitment comes from the heart. Stay right there and I'll be back and we'll talk about that. Okay, let's quickly learn about four more chapters of the Bible. First Chronicles is attributed to Ezra and Ezra is a priest. Uh, Quotable chapter 17 verse 14 I will settle him in mine house and in my kingdom forever and his throne shall be established forevermore First Chronicles covers much of the same information as 2nd Samuel but without some of the seedier aspects of David's life such as his adultery with Bathsheba and the engineered killing of her husband Uriah the positive spin of First Chronicles was designed to remind the Jews that despite their punishment for sin, they were still God's special people. And when God makes a promise, he keeps it. Okay, Second Chronicles. Again, it's attributed to Ezra, the priest. Quotable, chapter 6, verse 14. O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in the heaven, nor in the earth, which keepeth covenant and shrewest mercy unto thy servants that walk before thee with all their hearts. Continuing the positive spin of 1 Chronicles, which are the two books were originally one, don't forget, 2 Chronicles ends with two verses that exactly repeat the first three verses of Ezra. Okay, that's unique about Second Chronicles. But it's about God's punishment isn't intended to hurt people, but to bring them back to him. And that's a powerful message. Okay, dropping again, got the dropsies. Okay, and lastly, the book of Ezra. And we know that's attributed also to Ezra, the priest. 
And what's quotable there is chapter 7, verse 10. Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law, the law of the Lord, and to do it, and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. So though God has said, I hate divorce, Ezra urged Jewish men to separate from their foreign wives. So in the book of Ezra, God shows his willingness to offer a second chance, allowing a nation that had been punished for disobedience to have a fresh start. And God is still on that second chance. The business of second chances. Okay. In Touch Magazine, you know I love it. You know I read it. You know I quote it. You know I share it. <laughs> um, in First Timothy chapter 2, the Apostle Paul gives us some guidelines for living in a way that will attract others to Jesus. So for one thing, praying for all people will do it, including our government authorities. That can lead to a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Recognizing this can make people want to come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved according to God's desire. There is no righteousness or goodness in the fallen human heart that makes us worthy of salvation in God's eyes. Nevertheless, he has chosen to love and save us as a display of the boundless riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. Fallen angels can never receive forgiveness, but redeemed humanity will be eternal trophies of God's grace in the ages to come. When we live with righteousness and respect, we become, the, we become like lights in the dark. This is a sinful world, and we point others to the Lord Jesus Christ so that they too can receive God's salvation and likewise give him glory forever. So listeners, let's be faithful in making requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving in behalf of all people, because this is good and acceptable to God. Amen. Read 1 Timothy chapter 2. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay. God's purpose for your life. I don't like to stray too far from it <laughs> because it's always powerful and good. They're talking about love and authority. Psalm 25, verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. Often our difficulty in trusting God is rooted in the tension we see between his authority and his love. Some people think of the Lord as an authoritarian, a cold and distant ruler, moving us about like pawns. His laws seem harsh and his ways appear strange and uncaring. So they obey out of fear rather than a loving reverence. Now others imagine God as so tender 
that he merely nods at our failings because he understands that we are weak. Because we're his frail children, he doesn't really expect that much from us. Well, guess what, listeners? Neither, neither of these caricatures is accurate. Rather, we must hold these two aspects of God's character, his authority and his love in balance. Yes, his ways are higher and more wonderful than we can possibly imagine, and we should always obey him because he is worthy of our respect. But he's also unconditionally caring toward us, so we can always trust his direction even when we don't understand it. That's the key. So today, be certain that even God's most difficult commands are not heartless, but given out of his deepest love for you and will ultimately lead to blessings. Repeat it. Ultimately lead to blessings. So yes, submitting to him may sometimes be difficult, but he will always, always, always lead you to liberty and joy. Follow me, listeners. Follow me. Pray with me. Jesus, you are God. And out of respect and love for you, I will obey. I will obey. Amen. Amen. I love it. Okay, listeners, woo, woo. That wraps up another day that we got closer to God, that we strengthened our relationship with him. We have him and he is like glue. You can't shake him. Amen. You got to start doing your acts of kindness. Just one. And that leads to another, and to another, and to another. And then it comes right back on you in the biggest way you have ever, ever, ever seen. Bye for now. God's Way Day by Day, John 17 verse 11. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me. Our loving Father, our first response when anxiety hits should be to look heavenward and cry, Father. Obedience to his conditions is part of having a loving relationship with God. Obedience is evidence that we are trusting God to be the source of our lives. He wants to be the one on whom we depend for provision, the one to whom we look for wise counsel, the one on whom we rely for protection. Obedience and fulfilling God's conditions is also related to our growth and development as Christian believers.
We've all heard the old song that says, I know that you know that I know that I know. And that's what happens when we obey. We know that you know that I know that you know. We know we are obeying. And our obedience creates in us a greater strength to ask for what we desire and to act more quickly when God directs us. Oh, jeez, I love it. Whew, Psalm 2, verse 11. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling, knowing we know. And God's promises Psalm 103 verse 17 The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him Those who saw Jesus really saw him listeners they knew that there was something different At his touch, blind beggars saw. At his command, crippled legs walked. At his embrace, empty lives filled with vision. He fed thousands with one basket. He stilled a storm with one command. He raised the dead with one proclamation. He changed lives with one request. He rerouted the history of the world with one life. He lived in one country, was born in one manger, and died on one hill. Amen. God is amazing. And now commanding your morning, a daily devotional. It says, be ready for God's day. Obadiah chapter 15. For the day of the Lord is near upon all the nations. And as you have done, so shall it be done to you. Your deeds shall return on your own head. Do good deeds, listeners. Do good deeds. Tell them, Alores. Good deeds pay you back. As the day of the Lord draws nearer, we need to draw nearer to Him as well. It will be an exciting time to be on the earth, and I believe that we are getting ready for it by doing our part right where we are today. It is time to pray. It is time to fast. It is time to obey and display the power of God. And that all starts with you digging in and fighting the battle that you have right in front of you right now. Heaven already has the plans for your victory. And it is time to download them and walk them out. Father, You are near to everyone who calls on you. 
so I know that you are near me today. Pray with me, listeners. As I seek the wisdom of heaven, so I will know both how to live and how to pray, I long to do your will. Cause, cause me to walk in sync with your perfect timing. Bring everything that is misaligned into divine alignment and release everything prepared for me before the foundation of the world in its current time and season. Thank you for already having plans for my success. Thank you. And I praise you in advance for giving the victory. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our God is awesome. Yes, he is awesome. Mm. Listeners, thank you for coming to pray with me. And I want to say that there's a lot of other podcasts popping up. And I'm just so glad that you're here with me. 13,159 of you. We are in God's presence right now. He is holding our hands right now. Our God is so good. Just please count your daily miracles. Count them. Oh, this is a beautiful saying. Let me find it real quick as I end this podcast. Just a minute. Let me find it. Okay, here it is. There are two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is that everything is a miracle. Come back tomorrow. We can pray some more. Love you guys. Bye for now.